So how easy is it for K-1 applicants to bring their children? Opinions on Omar and Avery, and is agency hot? All those questions and more answered on today's show. In the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. In the states or abroad, no one's safe from the talk is a fraud. The following goes beyond the show and beyond the gram to bring you all the fraud that's fit to be uncovered. This is the Fraudcast. And now, powered by the social media accounts Cactus Fruit Juice and Frauded by TLC, here are your Fraudcasters, Hanakawa and Katrina. Hello, and uh, welcome everyone to episode 15 of the Fraudcast. It's myself and Katrina here, of course. Um, and, and live in have- studio. Live in studio, we have our resident visa expert, Agent C, here with us today to help us answer some more questions that you all have submitted to us. Um, But first, we're going to go and start off with this uh, most recent episode and the what we watch versus what we know. Um, Right. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) um, So I think a good one to start off with is, I think, one of the most memorable scenes from this episode, and that was between Natalie and Mike. Right. And I think we we end off on him uh, basically summoning Bo to breakfast well, and uh, telling the producers that he doesn't know what his relationship status currently is. But you recently posted something on your Instagram that says otherwise. Yes. Yeah, so we had like an alien sighting. It was <laughs> Mike sighting and a Natalie sighting and then a Mike and Natalie sighting. <laughs> And it all came together during the day. At first, it was Mike, like when uh, at the, the first post of him at the airport with the flowers and the notice. camera. <laughs> Don't forget the flowers. At first, I was like, he's just probably picking up his grandma with the cameras. <laughs> I didn't see the I didn't see the cameras at first because I'm blind, but um, <laughs> I'm blind. So of course, I mean, if we just saw them at the airport on uh, a post recently, at the time they recorded, he probably didn't know, but. Now we know that it's not over. Right. Because so we saw him picking somebody up and then somebody spotted them at at Pike Place Market in Seattle. Mm -hmm. They were together. And then there was another sighting of Natalie at SeaTac Airport. Oh, wait, just her alone? Just her alone with all of her bags. So they could be setting us up for, like, a, she arrives, where's my man? You know that trope that Matt Sharp likes? That's really interesting. Like, if you think about it in order, she was there with her bags. Do you think the sightings spooked them, and so they just had her go sit with her bags at the airport? <laughs> I just think that the, maybe the order they came to us. True, that, that could be something else. Which, I'm sorry, if I saw him at the airport, I'd probably go full stalker mode. Well, the person who got his was had to go catch their own flight, so they couldn't stick around. Yes, you could. <laughs> but no, then we got the other ones. So we no. had, like, three separate photographers. Yes. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting, because, I mean, it seems like the filming is active now, so I don't know what... what 90 days spinoff we're gonna get tossed at us next but um i mean we know it's coming um yeah so another, she's here and they're filming she's here so 
I mean, who knows what what's happening with their statuses, but he got her here. Right. Well, and off social media too, we we saw we've seen them argue basically about her being a Ferrari or not. And so Right. Maybe he's finally got his import in. <laughs> God. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Um <laughs> We also had uh, the scene with Angela and Michael, which I think was really, really awkward. Her showing off her Botox. I don't. I don't think oh, his God. family understood what the hell she was talking about. They're like, "You look younger, but what did she do?" I don't think she defined that she had needles shoved in her face. That would have actually yeah. scared the family. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Like, think there's nothing that wrong. There's nothing wrong clue. with Botox, but I think they would have been like, "You did what?" What? And then no. whatever she had done on her chest clearly wasn't Botox because that doesn't that is, Botox doesn't leave marks like that. We that you say the that that's some kind of laser treatment. Yeah, that's the conversation of the week is what's wrong with Angela's chest. And I'm guessing it's a cosmetic procedure that is just you know, sometimes it looks bad before it gets better. Right. And a with lot of things. we had a lot of cosmetic experts weigh in on it. <laughs> so yeah. Her chest is not falling off. Um, no, it just but yeah, we be saw some kind of laser treatment for like resurfacing <sighs> the skin. I know. I'm like, I would be afraid to let the sun touch it. Um, but yeah, we actually had a sighting of Angela, which uh, was submitted. I got so many pictures of that too. I was like, what? Who? Where? <laughs> she was in Nigeria, and then she was in Georgia. Right. We had sightings in Nigeria and in Georgia. But without Michael. Correct. So that's the more curious one for me, is that she was without Michael. On both ends. Well, it goes to our theories about why, about earlier, about Michael not being here, right? Because if he was, we would have gotten pictures. Look how many we got of Mike and Natalie within 12 hours of them being on the ground. Right. If Michael had been in the United States, in Hazelhurst, Georgia, of all places, you... You bet your damn Skippy, we're, we're going to have pictures of that. <laughs> or he's in the suitcase. <laughs> she, he's in her bra. She's like, I'm going to get my money. They take away the money when you have spoilers. So she's like, I'm getting my money, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so we had a sighting of Angela at the Nigeria airport as she was leaving Nigeria. And then someone caught her on the other end in the United States. Yes. Sans Michael. Now that leads us into the whole segment that we had on Angela and Michael, where she had this emergency and it's her tax paying right as the petitioner to know this information. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we go to our expert. Now, if you missed episode 12, we highly suggest that you go back and listen. This is Agent C. Now, Agent C, in his former life, was a U.S. visa officer working in China doing these uh, visa inter- interviews for not the petitioner, but the beneficiary. And he has a lot of experience in doing the interviews and things like that. So go back and listen to episode 12. He gives a lot of great information there. And now we have him back on tonight. So agency, tell us what you think. Hi, everybody. Cause she, cause she, cause she marched in there with, I'm going to talk to the manager mode. And she came out very disappointed mm-hmm. that she did not see the manager. 
So. <laughs> Why don't you talk us through that? Yeah, I think that Angela did try to go full on Karen in that moment, but she didn't get very far, obviously, by the fact that she was there for a full 15 minutes. So um, if we're going to break down step by step what happened, she goes to the embassy compound. There's a gate or a wall around the embassy itself. Uh, She talks to a local guard who gets her through. And then she goes to the second guard post, which is staffed by U.S. Marines. She explains that she's there on a visa issue. The Marine calls a staff member, probably one of the uh, locally hired staff, who comes out, listens to her, and then gives her a piece of paper and tells her to go away and make an appointment. Um, (laughs) And it doesn't sound like she left in an especially gracious manner. Um, But I will say that, you know, she should be thankful for for getting that far. Michael's experience, Michael of Michael and Natalie, his experience in Ukraine is a little bit atypical, at least from my experience, especially in countries like Nigeria. Everything has to be done with an appointment unless it's it's like a legit emergency, like getting robbed with a machete in the middle of Brazil. Um, what? That never happens. <laughs> never. Yeah. Or, or you know, some, something that's actually of a life threatening nature. For the most part, you have to have an appointment to to enter the embassy and go talk to somebody. Um, you know, if Angela was a little more, uh, proactive or forward thinking, she might have thought to look on the embassy's website to see their contact procedures. Um, but you know, I'm not sure that, that she's that much of a a forward planner with these things. So my guess (laughs) is that she'll have to, she'll make an appointment. She'll go in and she won't get an answer. And then she'll, we'll hear again, again about how it's her taxpaying right. It's her right as a petitioner to go get more information. Exactly. She's like, what do you mean appointment? I'm a tax-paying meemaw. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess we're left wondering still what's going to happen to them, because I, I, I'm pretty sure they're gearing up to have her just marry Michael out there. It would be the best course of action for them if they, they're not going to get the a, K, a K-1 a, appeal because the petition's going to expire. And... Um, and if they try to do a K-1 again, I think the same result's going to happen. They should. She needs to kind of bite the bullet on this one. Um, so I think we have just a quick, um, a very quick, quick social media roundup. <laughs> so there was two, two items on there before we get into the meat of uh, asking some more questions to our visa expert. And... Um, the biggest thing that's been happening on Instagram, I'll say, are the hacked accounts. I don't know if anyone's been getting any uh, hacked account messages, but everyone's been getting hit by it. My advice, as a person who deals with cybersecurity, is do not click the link that's provided inside the message. <laughs> it's like... You want to say it's common sense, but, you know, most of these phishing schemes are are asking you to um, do some sort of action. And that's usually entering in your password or clicking a link that takes you somewhere else. So just, you know, my two cents and my um, public service announcement, don't click it, just get out of it. Um, and then that that person's attempts to hack is not going to succeed. But if by chance you did click it and then you decided to enter your password in, um, if you get the chance to, I would say change all your passwords everywhere outside of Instagram too because um, you never know what kind of 
what kind of uh, attack they're doing on you. So that's just my, you know, cybersecurity tip of the week. Sorry, Stop it's clicking not the I'm trying to get with you. I'm not trying to slide into your <laughs> oh DM, my- sorry. It was so crazy because, okay, I'm going to admit the first one that I got, I forgot who, I forgot who it was from, but um, I took the link to see what the link was. And of course, my lovely smartphone logged me in automatically. <laughs> so my first thoughts like, oh, shit, you know, so <laughs> I'm going, I, I'm the one busy, you know, changing my passwords and enabling the two factor, you know. Two-factor identification, which you should have on for Instagram, just another tip for you all. But that's, right. I mean, that's my social media roundup. I don't, I don't know how much more. I mean, there's a lot, don't get me wrong, but it's really cherry-picking the ones that haven't been pecked to death. <laughs> and what's sort of relevant <laughs> to what's happening in, like, the show now and whatnot, like... We could go on and on and on about what Laura's doing, but I'm so tired of talking about what Laura's doing. Right. And the only time she tells the truth is when she's trying to air out someone else's dirty laundry, which I'm not interested in. So, um, yeah, I think we, if you're good with that, we can just move on to some questions because we have a good amount of them today. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. So we did start off with three questions, and I think we should hit those ones first. Um, and the first one was, how easy is it for K-1 applicants to bring their children? Uh, that's a good question. It's pretty easy. There's a class of visa called a K-2. It's called a derivative classification. That means that if you get a K-1, you're entitled to have a K-2 if you can demonstrate that the kid is yours. That's usually proven by a birth certificate. But provided you establish that relationship uh, and the K-1's approved, you'll get uh, a K-2 for your, for your minor child. Um, a child who's not a minor uh, is uh, SOL, I'm afraid. Because oh. they're an adult. They yeah. have to get their own. That's right. There's, right? A, di- there's a different process for that. Um, that makes sense. But minor children don't have any problem. Gotcha. So in the case of uh, a lot of people ask about Larissa, and it could be her own personal choice not to bring her children over. Mm-hmm. But in her case, if she wanted to, she probably has had the option to bring her children over. That's correct. And there's a period of time after the visa is approved that she can file what's called a follow to join uh, application. But there's a there's a time limit when you, in which you can be a follow to join. And I don't have the specific uh, time frame for a K, it's, but because it, it does happen sometimes that a that a that a, deriv- that a a derivative can't travel at the same time as the primary beneficiary. So like Larissa's kid can't travel at the same time as Larissa, so they have to apply for the visa separately. Um, gotcha. Okay, um, so that 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 was a very good and quick answer to that. Um, the next one we had was your opinions on Omar and Avery's situation. I know we didn't get to touch on it last time. Um, and I'm actually not completely up to date with the latest actions that have been happening with his visa application. But if you have any insider opinion on that. Um, you know, this is kind of a new area for, uh, for these types of issuances because the current administration has put in place very serious restrictions for people from certain countries, including Syria. And so um, there's a categorical, ref- you know, um, ineligibility for, for him to travel. But there are waiver categories for, um, you know, for certain certain case by case uh, situations, such as the hardship of a of an American citizen or or a, 
or in the national interest and, and such other other criteria. So Avery does have the option of pursuing her her spousal visa for, for Omar, letting it run through the process. And then when it gets to the point where the, the visa officer says, well, you know, we're not issuing visas to people from Syria because of this executive order, they can then file a waiver with um, the relevant authorities to see if they can qualify under some uh, hardship category or national interest category to try to get them over. The problem is, is that and I think they're going to encounter is that because this program is relatively new, there's not a lot of established procedure and a lot of established precedence for the agency to go off of. And the agency will be a lot more cautious um, when this program is still relatively new versus when it's been done a bunch of times and there's a really established set of, of cases and, and precedents and procedure. So I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Omar can get over, but I think that Avery is going to need a competent lawyer and she's going to need to be very patient um, to make it happen. It, it could happen, but because this is, again, it's new, we don't know, the agency is still figuring out how it wants to adjudicate these things. Gotcha. That makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. So I guess best best of luck. I know I think she's going to have a long road ahead of her. She is her and Omar. Yeah, and hopefully they can um, exercise some uh, good decision making ability. I think when we last saw them, Omar was suggesting maybe spending some time in Dubai together. Um, that seems like a good idea rather than Avery going to live in Syria. Um, right. Even if it is the really safe part, um, I think that maybe maybe they want might want to uh, they might want to process that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, before before rushing into it, I think if if, if especially if he, you know he's a he's a dentist, right? He could get a job in the UAE, and then they could live relatively comfortably while they're waiting for things to process, and then their right. application would look really good. Right, and Dubai isn't a terrible place. No, I've I mean, been there; it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I would love to go. All right, so the last question from our intro, and in this one <laughs> is agency hot. I don't know who wanted to, who wants to take this one. Well, I'm going to confess that that was a planted question uh, by my spectacular uh, girlfriend who uh, thought that that would be a, uh, a, a good thing to be considered on, on the podcast. Um, and she's also live in studio here, too. She's uh, minding the dogs, snack pack and, and uh, lunchbox for us. Say hi. Hello. So... I suppose I'll answer by saying that, you know, one of the things I often heard growing up is that I had a face for radio. So, oh, and I have a voice for print. <laughs> so take with that, take with that what you will, guys. Oh, my goodness. He's hot, ladies. There you go. So there was another one asking if he's available. So there's no sneaking in his DMs, guys. He's no. taken. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so let's go ahead and pick another question that we have here. Um, this is a good one. There was, are U.S. visas harder to get than other countries? Yes. Um, the U.S. is often considered to be the gold standard of visas by other countries because we have a particularly uh, tough process, especially in, uh, you know, especially outside the developed world. It's I remember it being said that if a person showed up to the Canadians or the British or some other uh, Western developed country like the Aussies or the Kiwis and they had a U.S. visa in their passport, it was they, if they if they could pass that threshold, then these other countries were perfectly fine issuing them. 
Um, so mm-hmm. oftentimes, America is considered the, the, the strictest. Gotcha. All right. Um, oh, here's one personally for your experience. Uh, did you approve? Did you approve more visas than you denied? Yes. Um, particularly in immigrant visas, um, it's not common that you'll that you'll deny deny a bunch of them. You'll typically appro- approve most of them. Usually, you're denying either because you found some fraud or they're missing documentation. But more often than not, you're approving. It's the same in non-immigrant visas too. You're going to approve uh, more than you more than you refuse, unless you're in a place like Nigeria, which is uh, fa- <laughs> renowned for its uh, its fraud. <laughs> So it it could be regional, but I think a lot of people's maybe their misconception is that um, everyone's denied, but only a few are let in. Yeah, that's def that's definitely not true. I think depending on it, it, it's very much country dependent, but by and large, the refusal rates are less than the uh, than the acceptance rates or the approval rates. All right, um, I, I've got some questions. Yes, go ahead. Okay, so this person's asking if there's any way the foreigner spot, like the foreigner spot, spouse person, mm-hmm. can sponsor themselves because if the U.S. citizen significant other doesn't have like the requirements, proof of front funds, but the foreigner does, can oh, that? Oh, self-sponsor for financial, for <laughs> financial stuff. That's tricky. I'd have to go back and Would research they have to the transfer rules. Transfer their their assets or whatever to the person. They'd have to be available in some way. That's that's a tricky question. I I I feel like we I've dealt with that before, but I don't have the rules fresh off the top of my head. So let's make let's make a note and we'll bring that back next time. <laughs> I'll get you guys a new that, answer. That, that's a good example of like say Annie was a, a billionaire. So that that would be a good example of say Annie was a billionaire in in the Dominican Republic and she was coming over here. It's possible there's a self there's a self sponsoring provision, but I would imagine if there was, the requirements would be very high. But but don't but let let's let's table that so I can go <laughs> double check the rules. I got a couple a repeat question of can, can you do the officers watch ninety days and can they use information from the show if they wanted to. So when I was doing this, 90-day, well, it certainly wasn't in the country that I was in. Uh, we didn't have access to it. I don't know how many visa officers watch 90-day now. Um, my guess is because they're overseas, probably not many of them. You know, it might be that their friends do or that their family does. Um, but stuff from the show really isn't permitted to be used in the interview. And typically what we would do, so for example, if a celebrity came to your window and you knew the celebrity you were supposed to hand it off to somebody who didn't know them so that they could get as impartial about an evaluation as possible and not be clouded by outside factors like you saw them on TV. Um, additionally, you're not allowed to bring in video, for example. Um, they couldn't have the crew come up and say that they're filming um, or any of that stuff. Um, it's supposed to be really what's in, the, what's in the file when it's on your desk and the person in front of you. And you're supposed to really treat them as if they're somebody you... You don't know. And if you do know them, you hand them off to somebody else who uh, doesn't know them. So I don't think the show is, is allowed to enter in. Um, and even if they had like tapes of the past seasons, they couldn't look at the, the visa officers wouldn't look at them because there's no no one watches video. Well, that goes into one of the other questions that we had. I 
don't think we answered, but what kind of paperwork do they bring with them? It depends. It depends on, so especially in high, high, uh, high volume countries, there's the, the community that there's a community that watches what the, what the, what the post is doing. They, uh, so what we, this is before they moved the consulate compound where I was, but we used to be in the, on like the fifth floor of a commercial building Mm -hmm. and the floor underneath was a bunch of visa touts and, and attorney's offices, kind of like the attorney that Michael had in Nigeria. And so they would, they would interview people who came out from their interviews and ask them what they were, you know, what did they make you show? What, what, what was it like? So they can kind of keep tabs on how interviews are going. Um, typically, people will bring a lot of stuff. They'll bring pictures. They'll bring correspondence. They'll bring bank records, phone records. Uh, text records, anything that they think might demonstrate that there is a uh, that theirs is a bona fide relationship. Um, some officers use it, some don't. Um, as I spent more time, I didn't. I, I came to not rely on that stuff because I didn't find it especially useful. Um, but people tend to over prepare, and that's that's the cor- that's it's correct to over prepare. You don't want to be under prepared, right? All right, I had another question in here too. A lot of people asking for, like, legal advice <laughs> for their specific story. Um, well, there, there's, an, there's an email account for that that we can plug later. Yes, we will. <laughs> so this person was saying that they she's in the process of... I can't find it now. Yeah, oh, here it is. Okay, in the middle of adjustment of status L1 to IR1... For my Indian husband of three years. We received our interview date and notice of the interview cancellation on the same day. Why? Specifically, what warrants a cancellation? Um, That's a USCIS issue, and it's hard to know without seeing the particular paperwork. But your um, concerned listener can email askthevisaofficer at gmail.com to see if any assistance can be provided. Um, you know, that, that's a very, very particular question. And I think you have to look at the, the doc, you have to look into the case itself to know, um, what they might've been thinking. Well, that's good. Um, as you said, ask the visa officer at gmail.com. He's can then answer the questions that need a little bit more research or you need to look into it or need a little bit more information that you can't answer over a podcast. Uh, that's available and he's happy to answer that or, in one of your threads on Reddit. Mm-hmm. If I've posted an AMA for that, for that week, I haven't done it for this week yet. Cause not a lot happened. There was really, it's really just uh, Angela and Michael and my, mm-hmm. uh, my assessment of them hasn't changed. <laughs> <laughs> and Angela still won't listen to you. She still won't. I'm here, Angela. I'm here to help. <laughs> Do you have other questions? Um, I have, there are questions here, but a lot of them are questions for, uh, after the person has been approved, interview is approved, they're over here now. Um, people are asking why there's a variation in wh- how long it takes them to work. I don't think there's a, a clear understanding. I'm not sure if you can shed some light on the process of they're here, they get married. Now, can they just start working after 90 days? Or is there another process that they need to go through to be able to get a, you know, a Permission work to work in the U.S. Right, so that mm-hmm. that is mo- a more of a USCIS question. When they when they marry, they will file for adjustment of status, and then the the beneficiary is going to have to wait to receive an employment authorization, um, which would which I 
believe will come before the actual green card. They'll get a temporary uh, employment authorization card, and while the green cards being the green cards being adjudicated and, and, and processed, why might it take longer? Different offices have different workloads, and different and even within the same office, different officers process at different speeds. You know, there's this, there, there's there are quick officers and there's slow officers. Some take some move through their casework really quickly. Others take more time. Others may just have a backlog of really tricky stuff that they're bogged down in. Others may not. Someone may be on vacation. Someone may never take vacation. Um, you know, it's all, it's, all the, it's all the human variability that you would see in any kind of a corporate office. Um, same thing happens, happens in government. I think it's frustrating, though, and that's why you'll see, like, these wild ranges on, you know, it could be four to 2,000 weeks. For your uh, for your thing to be processed, and it's just because yeah. there's so much vari- there's so much variance in in how long it could take somebody to get to get to you that they they build in that time. I get that it frustrates people though. That, that reminds sense. me of another question that we get: is why can't someone come into the United States on mm-hmm. a visitor's visa mm-hmm. and then just get married and be done? Like I, I understand why, mm-hmm. but we get that. Mm-hmm. That is a question. Okay. So when you enter the United States on a visitor's visa, you're given visitor status, right? You're, if, you, if you're from Western Europe, for example, you're given 90 days to be here. You're given three months. If you come in on a tourist visa, you're given six months. But within that status that you're, that you're entering, you're not just entered carte blanche. You're entered on a very particular type of status. So if, you're, if you enter the U.S. as a tourist, you're only permitted to do a certain, a certain number of things to be in compliance with the law. And if you decide to go off of that to doing something else, then you have to ask the government to adjust the status that you've been admitted as in order to allow you to do those different types of activities. So, I mean, I suppose you could. There, well, there are cases where people have come over on a tourist visa and then gotten married and uh, then, and adju- then, then adjust. Then do they apply for adjustment of status, or do they have to apply for a K one or, or K? No, they just go. They don't. They don't need the visa anymore. They're going. They're going directly to USCIS and applying for adjustment of status. It's not really how it's supposed to work, but from you know, I think that countries with low overstay rates, like in Western Europe, they sometimes can get can get away with that. Some people have said that that's visa fraud. You know that that's a good question for a competent visa attorney. <laughs> Of which I am not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did. I did have one question that stuck out to me, and that was: uh, Does a woman being pregnant with a foreigner's baby help their chances of getting a visa? So, you, whether it's the petitioner or the beneficiary. So, I'll mm-hmm. tell you this: When I was at an interview, and a woman came up, to, and a female beneficiary came up to the window with a baby bump, um, you would. You would always, we would say you would G for baby, which means you would put the case on hold until the baby's born. Then they bring in the baby's birth certificate, and typically they'll bring in a consular report of birth abroad. You see it's the petitioner's kid. You issue, done. Very easy from Uh from the visa officer's perspective. But when they're pregnant, oh, man, you don't know. You don't know who's the father. (laughs) You don't know. You don't know. You know, we need need to consult Maury Povich on that. Oh, no. (laughs) But once the baby's born and you've got the documents, if it's the petitioner's kid, that's it. So like Paul and so you're saying that when, there needs when to Pierre be. popped out. Yeah. <laughs> or the same thing with Emily and Sasha, right? She had a double whammy. She was in country and it was uh, Sasha's kid. 
Um, mm-hmm. He was Sa- he is Sasha's kid. Like, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to talk about him as if he's an object. Like a, he's like he's like a potato sack or something. <laughs> he kind of looks like he he's good guy. Does. He's good guy. Yeah. Um, he's a chonker. no. That that's a big that's a good <laughs> David question. David is a chonker. Yeah. He's so cute. Oh my goodness. So going back, you have revealed that you have started watching the Before the Ninety Days. You're mm-hmm. going back into history, yeah. so you're getting through some of the older stuff. Do you have? Comments, thoughts about now you know a little bit more of John and Rachel. You know, I haven't gotten to them yet. Okay, um, okay. like I have a bit of a better understanding of Paul and Carini. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Who who could ever understand them? Ever? No one. <laughs> they are beyond mortal comprehension. Um, I'm trying to. Well, I'm trying to think. I don't because you've got Darcy. Um, who are and but, Jesse? People ask why Jesse has he can come and go freely because he's a he's a Dutch citizen, and the Netherlands is part of the visa waiver program, so he can okay. just come and go. And you know the overstay rate from the Netherlands is probably zero, <laughs> and so there's no over, there's no risk um, from the the government has has decided that there is no the risk is so low that a Dutch citizen could come and overstay that they can be part of the visa waiver program. I remember I got a question on Reddit about this. Is what he's doing with his social media promotion legal? And it depends on where he's getting paid. If he's getting uh-huh. paid in the yeah. U.S. and U.S. dollars, he, he might be doing something a little shady. But if he's got like a Dutch LLC or he's getting paid in euros to, to either himself in the Netherlands or to a company he set up in the Netherlands, that's fine. Um, I don't think he's going to run, in, run into a problem. The green card lottery that Jasmine's sister won. Oh, the, people the, wanted that explained. Now I googled it. Mm-hmm. I figured it out, but can you explain it? Sure. So <laughs> I may have my legislative history a little bit wrong on this, but I believe the diversity visa program was uh, championed by former Senator Ted Kennedy as a way of getting more Irish people over into the U.S. That's the <laughs> that's the story that that I had heard, but. The diversity visa program basically is a program that allocates a certain number of visas to countries all over the world. And in order to qualify for it, you enter a lottery. You submit an application and your name is essentially drawn at random. And if you win the lottery, you're able to move forward in the application process to uh, obtain an immigrant visa and come to the U.S. The one thing that people don't know about the, D- the, the diversity lottery is it is strict as hell. You get you you make one mistake on your application. You dot one I wrong. You cross one T wrong. You're out. Um, everything has to be exacting and perfect in the DV program where people get dropped. I remember we, I didn't get a lot of diversity visa people where I was because the country I was in was not eligible for the diversity visa program. Certain countries are not eligible because they already constitute a high percentage of inbound immigrants. So countries like the Philippines, India, China, Mexico, etc. It's countries with a with that are that are underrepresented in the in the in the visa numbers that are eligible for the for the DV program. The country I was in was not DV eligible, so or diversity visa eligible. You say DV, I think domestic violence. Just my law enforcement background. Yeah, <laughs> I like should probably. <laughs> yeah, no. Let, let's let let's let's not say that. Let's say diversity visa. Um, so. But sometimes you would have what we would call third country nationals living in the country and they would qualify. And so they'd come in and some of them perfectly fine. But there were ones where I think the one guy, he, this was like his third time and 
he just kept making mistakes on his application and I couldn't, I couldn't approve him. The rules wouldn't allow it. Um, uh. But it's really that simple. It's uh, so Jasmine's sister, she applied for the diversity visa lot, the diversity visa lottery. Her number got pulled. She proceeded with her application and it got approved. And now she's, she's in Los Angeles. I'm not sure what she's doing, but she's in Los Angeles. <laughs> I, I'm curious. I would be curious to know what they're doing. I'd be curious to know what even Jasmine wants to do when she can work. I thought nothing. Isn't that Social what media. she's I think she's, but I think she's a fitness instructor. Is she? Yeah. Like Sasha? <laughs> well, so- <laughs> they could team I mean, up. Sasha- they could start their own gym together. Oh my goodness. Can oh. you imagine? She would make the fitness food and he would make the fitness babies. <laughs> God. Oh boy. Oh. I, I don't. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I don't know if I have any other questions. No, I think the, I'm good. The last, the last one that, um, I, I think we kind of touched on this one was kind of how, uh, Danielle got Muhammad out here. Yeah. I haven't watched that season yet, so I can't, um, I can't speculate. Um, okay. If it's anything like uh, da- like uh, Robert and Annie, I would say it's just that the uh, the visa officer was too jaded to to fi- and, and couldn't find anything especially wrong with it, or that or that was in such contravention of of the law or the requirements that they could that they could say no. But you know, wait, wait, uh, let me wait, me wait until I've uh, watched that season and I can give a, be- okay. a better answer. We'll put that one in the freezer. Yeah, we'll come back. Hey, fraudcasters. I'm here to talk about Factor Meals again. Yes, I love my Factor Meals. That's factormeals.com slash broadcast50. Get started on your resolutions with Factor so you are ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery stores, the prep work, the cooking fatigue, all of that nonsense. Instead, get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and so much more. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions for when I'm too busy to cook and frankly just don't want to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With their offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy for my New Year goals and they can help you too. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, completely nutritious eats. In addition to the ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, which is what I love, veggie sides, and way more to keep me energized during this kind of a frantic time. Head to factormeals.com slash broadcast50 and use code broadcast50 to get 50% off. That's code broadcast50 at factormeals.com slash broadcast50 to get 50% off. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. 
Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, the broadcast in the drop down menu that follows. Well, you're going to be back. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for answering those questions. Anytime. Awesome. And again, and I will one, one last plug. If anyone does have questions about the visa process or, questions on anything that we that we didn't cover today you're they're free to reach out at uh, ask the visa officer at gmail.com all all one word no spaces or underscores <laughs> and we'll have that linked in the show notes can i ask it one is. question yes <laughs> yes so i heard on reddit that um Max of Max and Cece tried to promote his Instagram in tonight's episode and he told them oh, yes. and he said don't cut it and then they did and he was posting his his and his immense sorrow on Instagram oh, as a result. He was so that, he was yes. so yeah. jaded. Yeah. That um his I think his dad picked him up and and promoted him and a whole bunch of other um 90 day sites have have helped promote him but yeah. I can imagine TLC going you're a minor. We're not plugging your social media here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. Like yeah, that, I mean, he's big... popped into my Friday Night Lives, and I'm like, this isn't necessarily for kids. I I don't know. He I guess must like, be he's, this tall. He's... <laughs> <laughs> These kids find their way into everything. Like I said, if he's any any way gamer, like Instagram mm-hmm. is probably the least toxic community that he exists in so that's that's kind of you know yeah baby step frauded had her first experience being scammed in an online game oh, and she was very terrible. devastated by it oh my goodness it's <laughs> but more we of taught her we stuff. said okay well now that you know it you just take your time and talk to them make them think that you're gonna buy and then um all the time that that person spends talking to you means it's less time that they're going to spend scamming somebody else so she can be helping other people by keeping them busy right and that made her very happy (laughs) yeah i'll i'll lend i'll lend a very quick experience that i've heard other people in a game i play which is very nobody knows this game but it's basically ships in space and you um can trade things and so the scam is usually you give me this much and i'll double it in a week and give it back to you well you can imagine what happens right Mm-hmm. Never they just back. take off and never gets back to them. And then that's just pretty much your first lesson is, is welcome and, and be smarter next time. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess I do. Um, I always say, let's do a shout out to all the Patreon people that have actually joined and supported us on Patreon. I think we're up to 50. Yeah. 49, 49, which is still really good. So amazing. Um, but I am very grateful, and I know you are too, so shout out to them. 
Um, yes. And I think that's all the that's all the shout outs we have for today. And if you're interested in our Patreon, we are recapping and reviewing. So it's a little bit different than this show, and we do have some of the fraud that we've found, but to the extent, you know, to the extent that we have it, but um, we're recapping and reviewing. Right now we're doing Married at First Sight, Love After Lockup, and uh, Hot and Heavy on TLC. So if if you're interested in hearing us recap it with our sort of cynical twist (laughs) on it, (laughs) then come on and join us over there. Perfect. All right. So where 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 can they find all of everything on the social media? Well, I am frauded by TLC. You can find me on Instagram, frauded by TLC. You can find me on Twitter at frauded by TLC. You can find us on Facebook. The podcast is the Fraudcasters. That's our group. And if you are on the Patreon, you get a link to the to the Discord server for the private Discord server. Yes, I found out a handy-dandy way to automate that today, so I am a very happy camper. Woohoo! If you haven't gotten that link, reach out to her. She'll fix that for you. Yes, please do. We do currently have a website. It's called talkersoffraud.com. Thefraudcast.com will be up and running at some point in 2020. (laughs) Hanakawa and her other half. Her head or a life mate are working on that and doing some graphics redesign. We're doing, we're going to redesign merch. We're going to, it's going to be a whole new look. And I'm very excited about it. I think, I think I'm having a little bit of an emotional attachment with my current <laughs> logo, but you know, I'll work on it. I'll process that. So, so this I'll is reach the out to, to of... Matt and Jake and see if they can help me process that. <laughs> Matt and Jake oh of 90 Day Gays. Well, that's the fun thing about design, and it's something that um, my boyfriend and I are very well aware of, is that uh, you usually hit them with the biggest shock factor first, and yeah, then you, you did work that. back to something more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> so we just, wanted, we just wanted to get your heart beating a little bit, and now we'll work on getting, on getting something that's going to, to fit your needs, as we say. So I'll do some requirements gathering with you and, and, work, on, and work on that. <laughs> Well, I'm excited for the joint venture on it because, you know, since you've joined the team and as our team has grown, it's um, it's no longer just what's in my head, which is probably a good thing <laughs> that I have other, like, things to temper the crap that happens in my head. So um, all of these other team members are a part of the broadcast. It's, you know, I couldn't do this without them. It's not just me and... Um, I'm very excited for what you guys are going to bring to the table in 2020. And so um, I guess I should plug myself, right? <laughs> uh, so you can, <laughs> you can find me at uh, cactus underscore fruit underscore juice on Instagram. And I have also recently started doing uh, work on an Instagram that's Hanekawa underscore Draven. I think we should link that because spelling that's going to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And that is where I'm doing more of um, people have been asking me about keto, low carb, the intermittent fasting, and the one meal a day stuff. So that's where I shoved all that so that we didn't confuse I've been the 90-day people. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'm doing, you know, ticks and tips and tricks that have been working for me along with, you know, more personal posts. So if you're interested, you can go ahead and find me there. 
Excellent. Um, I also just found out that I'm going to be recording with Erin Martin, a pink shade with Erin Martin, doing her Yay. recap with her this week. So look for me there. Woohoo! That's exciting. Yeah. And then our Patreon episode will drop on Thursday. Yes. So. I've been catching up on that hot, hot garbage, so we'll... we'll <laughs> We're watching the hot garbage, so you don't have to. There we go. Um, so you want to say anything? Um, if we're doing shameless self-promotion, I'll just promote my email account again. <laughs> Feel free to send an email to askthevisaofficer at gmail.com. That's all one word. No spaces or underscores. Um, I do not use any of the socials. I don't use the Instagram or the Face Story <laughs> or the uh, or, or the Snap Talk or any of that stuff. But I do lurk on Reddit. And if you track down any of my uh, Ask a Visa Officer threads on uh, the 90 Day subreddit, uh, you can find me there. Um, shout out to all the people in the 90 Day subreddit who make that place uh, make that place fun. Yeah, I got my start on Reddit and uh, family Reddit, so uh, props to them. And then if you're interested in joining the agency fan club, apparently there's a growing contingent of people that are, are interested. <laughs> we'll talk to his girlfriend. She'll head it up. It'll be fine. It'll be totally fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> All right, and I think that's it. All right. Well, we are the Frogcast, and we're dumpster diving, so you don't have to. You can find your Frogcasters on social media at cactus underscore fruit underscore juice and at frauded by TLC and on the web at talkersoffraud.com. The Frogcast has been produced and edited by yours truly, art by Sarah Dottie, music written, produced, and performed by Umami, segment producer at iHeartReality TV shows. Further assistance provided by many unnamed fraud consultants. Hey, fraudcasters. You know, I used to find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. They were the first thing to take off when I got home. But Skims has changed all that. You guys know I love my Skims Fits Everybody t-shirt bras. I own them in just about every shade now. I wear them every single day when I leave the house. And they are completely worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I was not expecting from them was how comfortable they are. Even the underwire bras that I wear all day, I barely even notice. Definitely not the first thing I take off when I come home anymore. Y'all, I'm a 36 double D and I've had a reduction and I've gone up and down and lost weight and gained weight and all the things. And the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, I swear, fits me the best. I finally found a t-shirt bra that I can wear. But not only that, it is the best bra that I own. It holds the girls in so well. And let me just say, Hetero Life Mate really appreciates these bras too. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes from a 30A to a 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, please be sure to let them know that we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show, The Fraudcast, in the drop-down menu that follows.